2: Welcome to Attacking Third. I'm Sandra a lead interviewer, writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. We're chatting all things FIFA tournament window. Uh, If you're listening to this as a podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Those likes really help us out. Those five star reviews really help us out. And if you're joining us on YouTube, subscribe to us at youtube.com/slash attacking third to get all sorts of exclusive content, previews, recaps, interviews, all right here on A3. Lisa, we asked the people, we said, Do you want us to talk about the FIFA February international window? And everyone said yes. We got a big, yeah. big f- a lot of responses, a lot of feedback from that. They said, Yeah, we want to hear you guys talk about. What's going on during this window? Because it's a massive window and I can't wait to talk about it's it all with huge. you. How you doing It's today? huge. I mean,
0: there's so many different tournaments happening. There's a lot of great competition. The Honestly, the worst part about it is it's all happening like on the same days. Like match days are the same yeah. across all these tournaments. So get your multiple screens going. Just make a lot of food, right? Like meal prep for the day. So you can just like sit on the couch and watch all these games back to back to back back-to-back because they're across the world, they're across across the globe. So you've got your different time zones in there (laughs) in which you pretty early in the morning, depending on where you are, um, and then all the way through to some evening matches. Um, That's like only the the trickiest thing about this is I want to make sure I can consume all of it in real time, right? I'm not a big like record a game, watch it later person. I like to watch it live. Uh, but it's so exciting. This is like our first glimpse of these top nations, especially um, in the tournaments that we're going to talk about today that have teams going to the World Cup. And, and that's what the focus is for all of these different nations. I'm so jazzed about this international window.
2: I think the key word there is... uh It's window, right? You 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 hit it spot on. I think there's gonna be multiple matches happening around the same span of time. This official like window block I believe is dated from February 13th actually all the way yeah. through the 22nd um and a good a good chunk of what's going to happen within these windows are some of these um round robin style tournaments we you've heard us chat about um She Believes Cup a, a bit already uh we have a segment out there on Arnold Clark you can catch that on Paramount Plus just letting you all know um so there has been a lot of things that, that a couple of them that we've chatted about already. But uh, that was just two of the many that are going to take place. Um, So along with Arnold Clark Cup, along with She Believes Cup, um, there's going to be, uh, you know, the Tour de France is going to be the Revelations Cup, the Cup of Nations, the Pinnatar Cup, the Cyprus Women's Cup. uh, Alanya Women's Tournament is also going to take place. And there is going to be the official inter-confederation playoff that takes place during this window of time as well. That's right. There are still three spots up for grabs in this upcoming yeah. World Cup, and there are going to be 10 teams uh, battling it out to try and go ahead and earn uh, those final three spots. Uh, but, you know, let's let's maybe run through some of these respective round-robin-style tournaments. Um, unique opportunities here, right? I, I think we've we've heard a bit from players mm-hmm. already, Alex Morgan doing some uh, media availability ahead of Sheba Leaves Cup. That's the perspective. The perspective is that this is sort of a, a real final prep stage for many yeah. World Cup-bound teams in the timeline leading up to the World Cup, that this is really the only window of time uh, for many of these World Cup teams to play multiple matches in a short window of time that kind of mirrors a bit of a group stage play where you just sort of have chunks of games throughout the span of, of maybe a week to, to possibly uh, nine or 10 days. So there's definitely that a lot of teams that are carrying, I think, that energy with them going into this window um, and I think when we're looking at all of these uh, these these competitions, one after the other, you can look throughout each of these tournaments and you can find a handful to at least one World Cup bound team represented th- throughout them. So while we talked about Chibi Leafs Cup and we've spoken a little bit about um, Arnold Clark Cup. We haven't really talked about uh, Cup of Nations, so let's start with that one. Uh, this is really, really exciting. Not just because of the teams that are involved, but this is uh, this is a special um, time for this particular tournament because it's like the return of this of this yeah robin tournament. It's it's been absent for about four years now. The very the very first one took place in twenty nineteen, right? Hosted by Australia. That's already a big thing right there. They are the co host of the upcoming twenty twenty three World Cup, uh, but the pandemic kind of really threw a wrench in a lot of things, and we did not see the Cup of Nations for quite some time. So while it started off as this very cool thing, cool idea, we saw Australia, New Zealand, um, I believe uh, Argentina was involved at the time in the first one. Mm -hmm. Now we've got this second iteration of it, finally, four years later, uh, Australia, still the hosts, but they are going to welcome Jamaica, Spain, and Czech Republic to this tournament. Yeah. This is, I'm
0: really excited about this. And I think that uh, honestly, from my readings and kind of what I figured out that this tournament a main big reason that it's coming back is because Australia and New Zealand is hosting the World Cup so this is an opportunity I mean the last opportunity really for um, Australia to compete at home before the World Cup uh, but this is a really cool tournament I'm really glad it's back Australia is the, the reigning champions right now at this point um, but this year and in, in this iteration of the tournament there is Australia Jamaica Spain and uh Czech Republic are all in this tournament so um top teams right you look at a team like Jamaica going back to the World Cup like pretty jazzed about that and and joining this tournament um wh- when you look at Jamaica 44th FIFA ranking they finished third right in the CONCACAFW championship that happened last summer um and they got wins over Haiti and Mexico in their group stage they're they're on their way right now most recently i have to believe Jamaica split games with Paraguay at the end of 2022. They they won one and they lost one. So now for Jamaica, what an opportunity for them to travel to Australia and to compete in this tournament ahead of the World Cup. Like that is a huge huge leg up for these types of nations. I mean, we know we talked about the United States just did it in January during that window because they really wanted to replicate what it was going to be like traveling in New Zealand between different stadiums, finishing a match, getting showered up in the locker room, and then jumping right back on the plane. And now Czech Republic, Spain, and Jamaica all get to experience that in, in this cup of nations. Um, so, in looking at these different nations, I, I give you a little tidbit on Jamaica. With Czech Republic, they're 28th ranking in, in the FIFA rankings right now. Remember, Czech Republic was in the She Believes Cup last year, mm-hmm. and. Through with the United States nil-nil. Um, they also tied nil-nil England at the end of last year. But this is a team that's not in the World Cup. They they finished third in their group in qualifications. They didn't make it. So Czech Republic is not going to the World Cup. But they're a really, really top quality team. And sometimes it just comes down to the federations and, and the other competitions in those federations, right? Because, um, Czech Republic is a really strong team. So I'm glad they're in this tournament and I'm glad they can compete. And and I think going up against a team like Spain, number seventh in the FIFA world rankings, um, they're headed into their third world cup. They just crushed their qualifications. Spain did. I mean, this is a team that has been through a lot of adversity, right? Remember the euros last year, uh, Alexia Puteas getting injured. Um, they then get out in the quarterfinals of the euros, but at the end of 2022, they left a sour taste in a lot of different nations, United States being one of them, Argentina, Japan. Those were the final three games for this Spanish side at the end of 2022. And now they go into this tournament um, against a team like Australia, right? Czech Republic, Jamaica. I'm jazzed about this one. I really, really am. Um, I mean, we just talked about the other day, Bunny Shaw and what, that Jamaican International is doing um in the women's super league. She's leading the golden boot race at this point. Like, and now the international window is here. I'm I'm really jazzed about this. I'm excited to see the competition. I'm excited to watch Jamaica. I am. I've got to be honest. Conca Cat fam here. I'm I'm
2: really yeah. excited to see them. No, I'm with you. I, I know that. That was something that we wanted to keep an eye on during this particular mm-hmm. window. Like how, how are some of the um CONCACAF participating nations going to fare during this time? Right. So we, we know that for, you know, She Believes Cup, we're going to get a, a close, a close up on United States women's national team, obviously Canadians women's national team, but in this, in this cup of nations, we've got Jamaica uh, to sort of uh, keep, keep an eye on. And I guess like when we're, when we're, Hearing you sort of talk about all four of the teams a little bit, who are participating in this one, Australia as hosts, right? This is maybe unlike some other competitions that are that are going to be taking place during this mm-hmm. window. For Australia, they get yes both the opportunity to go up against other World Cup qualified talent um but they also get a go around as hosts <laughs> this one as well so they're getting ready to host the world cup and now they are hosting this cup of nations they also get a little bit of experience in in this window uh, uh doing that as well so when we're looking at these four teams in front of us when we're even looking at things like numbers right when it even though australia is the host we've got spain that are ranked a little bit higher than them in the overall rankings is there any is there any team that you're looking at amongst these four that are going to walk away or go into this tournament as sort of clear favorites? Who do you have maybe like walking away with, with the cup and the cup of nations?
0: Although it is Australia home field advantage and, and they've got that on their sides at Spain, it has to be Spain yeah. in this one, even despite maybe some of the injuries to some star players on their roster at this point, Spain is the clear favorite, in my opinion. And I think when you look at kind of how the tournament is laid out, um, It starts right on on the opening day, but I believe it's Thursday is the same as every other tournament that we're going to talk about in this FIFA international window. It's Spain against Jamaica and then Australia against Czech Republic. So Spain and Jamaica, like I'm really excited for that game, but I I just think that Spain's going to come out and kind of dominate a little bit against Jamaica, who they play first, then they play Australia, and then they play Czech Republic. Um, Yeah, Spain, hands down, is my favorite. What about you when you look at these sides – Do you have a favorite? Who do you think is going to give that favorite some trouble? What are
2: you expecting? You know, I don't know if I have um, a favorite, you know, in this one. But I'm in agreement with you in that Spain is likely going to be the team to come into this tournament and give all the other teams some problems. I mean, and some like real fits, you know, like, yes, Australia is going to have a lot of things behind them, whether it's just, the lay, the lay of the stadiums, and you know, comfort, comforts of home, and training, and, and no, like no travel in the sense of they are the ones that have to leave their host country. Um, they have all the, like those things that I guess could be considered it's um, an and advantages, it's- you know. So I, I do see Spain kind of maybe coming out on top in this one, but I don't know if it'll be you know a, a cakewalk for them because mm-hmm. of the type of tournament it is. These round robin tournaments, it's all about the points in the end. So it could come down to those two teams, you know, in terms of who's gonna, you know, take this take the title home with them. But um, I'm just because I think that those are maybe the kind of two standout teams doesn't mean I'm like any less, you know, excited to to take a look at you know what uh, Jamaica does in in this tournament or or what the you know Czech Republic does in this tournament. Um, I love that you brought up, you know, Czech Republic is a really tough team essentially to, to play against. Um, they could really clog up some of the field and make things really, really frustrating for the opposition. So I'm, it almost makes me excited for that Czech Republic, Spain kind yeah. of matchup. Because, you know, Spain is a team that we all know likes to build through possession and sort of win through possession. Um, and what does that look like when you are facing up against a team that is inviting that, you know, do you want to keep the ball? Great. We're going to let you keep it, but you can't, It's going to, we're going to make it hard for you to kind of get past it. So there's some interesting matchups here, but I'm with you in that I think that Spain are the favorites, but I think that Australia might make things interesting down the line. Um, Yeah, I I agree. I think that the Czech Republic Spain
0: match is going to be very, very interesting because, like, they always throw up stats on the screen too. Like the possession stat in that game is going to be crazy. So heavily favored for Spain. That's the that's a the last match day, February twenty second on Wednesday. Um, that'll be the Spain Czech Republic game that we'll see then.
2: Yeah, like if it comes down to points, you know, I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, hmm, like, what's what's gonna happen here on this on this final day? I that I think that's an, again another keynote. There's is the is the dates in, in that one. This tournament taking place from kicking off on the 16th through to the 22nd, um, because that's really the familiar uh, timeline for a lot of these round robin style competitions. There's a, a lot of them kicking off on either the 15th or the 16th and running through through the 21st and the 22nd. But there's still a few tournaments that we want to go through. Maybe talk about the teams, maybe make a couple picks. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be back right after a quick break.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
2: All right, we're back. Let's chat some more about the round Robin style tournaments that will be taking place during the FIFA February international window. This next tournament is unique in the sense that it's kind of in its it's its first edition, the first ever women's revelations cup hosted by Mexico doing a little bit of our preview here. We've got Mexico as a host. Costa Rica, Colombia, and Nigeria will be participants in this first edition of the tournament. Uh, Going to take place in León, Guanajuato during February. All of these are taking place during February, kicking off on the 15th through the 21st. Uh, We've got three, count them, three World Cup participating nations in this tournament. You'll love to see it. Any of the, any of the competitions that have... You know, yeah. three-ish type of World Cup bounce team, I think a really intriguing competition. She believes Cup is the only tournament that's going to have all four World Cup participating uh nations. Uh the other some of the others are three, and Revelation's Cup in Mexico is one of those. Now. I think this is gonna be a pretty interesting uh, competition because although Mexico didn't uh, qualify for the World Cup, it's a second consecutive failure to qualify for the program. Uh, and I think with that was part of the motivation to launch mm-hmm. another like this for the senior program. Um, they are, uh, they're a program that's trying to turn things around. And I think in light of that failure to qualify, They've got some time in front of them till 2027 20, yeah. to try to get some things together, to try to build as as a program, as a team. Uh, you know, I think they tried to make that first step in. Uh, making a new head coaching hire. We we saw at the conclusion of the CONCACAF W Championship that uh, despite a lot of the good work and a lot of the very cool things that we got to see under the tenure of Monica Vergara, unfortunately, she did not accomplish the main goal, which was to get this team back to the World Cup. And due to the, the their exit, there was also an exit for Vergara. So they needed to make a new hire. And they went and they hired uh, Pedro Lopez, who had spent most all of his career really with Spain. So they went outside the box a little bit. This could me is considered a little bit of an out of the box hire for this program because for so long since its foundation, it's really been sort of, you know, Mexican Federation in-house coaching led so long by Leo Cuellar. We're talking over the span of almost two decades, then his son getting involved in the Mex and and Chris Cuellar, um, Roberto Medina, um, someone who was sort of part of that uh, Leo Cuellar kind of coaching tree, and Monica Vergara as well. Even though she was a former player and had a lot of great experiences um, to to bring into that head coaching role, as someone who also coached the the U teams, whether it was U seventeen or U twenty was also someone under that uh, Cuellar family (laughs) coaching tree. So to have Pedro Lopez in this uh, head coaching role, it's a little bit different. Uh, I guess it could be considered one of those out-of-the-box hires. And this really might be the first opportunity for this team to try to get those first steps in terms of uh, competition against other other nations. And I love that it's Nigeria – I love that it's Costa Rica, a a CONCACAF rival, and I love that it's a CONMEBOL rival in in Colombia. But when I'm looking at all four of these teams, Lisa, when I'm looking at Mexico, Colombia, Nigeria, Costa Rica, I really think the two to watch out for are going to be Colombia and Nigeria. And I think I'm going to give the edge a little bit to Colombia. I think they're going to be the ones lifting the first ever Women's Revelation Cup in Mexico.
0: Oh, you heard it here first. I, I like that prediction. Um, I, I agree. I want to go back to what you initially said. The fact that Mexico is not in the World Cup. I know it's that's tough for you. I mean, it's tough for a lot of people. But I think that's really what jazzed them up to... To have this tournament and to be the hosts of it, right? Like to be able to get in these uh, other nations in Costa Rica, Colombia, and Nigeria that are all going to the World Cup and say, hey, we're going to have this really good competition. We're going to host it. We'll get other World Cup teams here. Um, I-, I think that. To me, it's already looking like a page is being turned on this federation in Mexico about where they want this program to go, where they want to be in the next four years. And that is back at a World Cup. And this is kind of setting the tone for how you get there over the next couple of years. Um, um, I really like this tournament. And the fact that it's the first of its kind makes it a little bit more special, right? A lot of these tournaments are new, right? We're talking about their second year, their first year, all with respects or besides the She Believes Cup that is in, in its seventh or eighth, ninth year of existence at this point. So the fact that they took this Revelations Cup and decided to advance it from just a youth tournament to this women's tournament is fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, I think when you talk about these different nations and, and looking at their FIFA rankings, right, we know, um, Colombia is the highest in this one. They're ranked 27th right now. Mexico, who's not in the World Cup, ranked 35th. Costa Rica, 37th. And Nigeria, 45. But those rankings, I don't think, are very telling of the actual talent that these nations have. Because as you mentioned, Nigeria is one of these teams that... I, I'm keeping an eye on. I want to know what they're doing. We saw the United States play them in September of last year. And although the United States beat them both times, it, those were two wins for the U.S. The competition that Nigeria can put up against teams is incredible. It's really fun to watch. And then you look at teams like Costa Rica and Colombia. They, they've they got recent history against each other. They played during that September FIFA window. Um, Colombia beat Won both times. I think it was one nil and two nil over Costa Rica. But that's going to be a matchup that those two teams very familiar with each other, and and they meet again in such short succession again in this Revelations Cup. But to me, Colombia Mexico—that's a game. That is the match that I am so so excited Love to that. see. I think Colombia will we'll maybe come out on top of this tournament, right? If we're making those predictions, I'm with you on that one. Columbia is going to raise the first ever Revelations Cup trophy, but I I want to watch Columbia Mexico. That's a game I'm hands down excited to see. You
2: know, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm high on this Columbia team. You know, I'll just I'll just be frank yeah. about it. Um, I'm ex- I was excited to watch their run during. You know that epic summer of soccer in July 2022. They they ended up as you know runners up in the Copa América Femenina, falling to reigning longtime champions Brazil. Um, mm-hmm. But the players that they've got on this team, there's a lot of really good individual pieces, young pieces, young players yeah, young. On the team that have sort of been building together for quite some times. And I think when you're looking at this short timeline and the buildup to the world cup, establishing that cohesion is very, very important, but I feel like this is a team that might have a little bit of that already just because of, um, mm-hmm. the amount of time that they have spent uh, t- together already at this point. So, you know, um, taking a look at, you know, just sort of that run that they had, um, in in the summer but how you know they're not unfamiliar with playing CONCACAF competition either right even though it's two different confederates whether it's CONCACAF or CONMEBOL uh the Latin American diaspora is not unfamiliar with with going head to head right so coming off of 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 that um runners-up finish against Brazil then having a couple friendlies against Costa Rica and coming out winners on that one and then you know, winners against Paraguay, winners against Zambia. So it's like they're going into this tournament, this Revelations Cup, on a bit of a win streak already. Like they're undefeated, I think, like in their last four to six matches. So I, I just am like keeping an eye on that. And I'm just kind of like, I think if you're going into this type of competition that maybe they could be considered favorites, but I on the other side of that, like I said, I'm looking at Nigeria with some similar energy. If they are a, a fully healthy team, I think they're really good. Break right. like some things up during uh, during this type of uh, tournament. So uh, definitely keep an eye on it uh, for sure. Moving into February. That one, like I said, kicking off on the 15th, concluding on the 21st. Similar timeline for Tenor de France. We've got the French round-robin style tournament that is also taking place during this window. We've got France, Denmark, norway and uruguay they are all competing in this year's editions of tunor to de france when i'm looking at this one i want to go with france lisa you know but i really I think any any of norway or denmark could crush and wreck some dreams yeah. I, i'm hoping that it's a, a highly competitive um competition i think this is another one of these tournaments that has not just one not just two but three uh world cup bound nations so it's going to provide for some pretty narrow margins
0: and and these games are actually on like the days before all of the other games so they are going to play Wednesday Saturday Tuesday so hey yeah, you can yeah. watch all of these you don't have to compete so that's something i'm I, I like to see you know just a little scattering in the game days so i can spread it out um yeah this is a this is a very exciting tournament because i i really want to see like france denmark uh france norway norway denmark these are nations that play each other, right, consistently. And they have that competition going against each other. Um, I think France is my favorite in this one to come out on top. This is their tournament that they're hosting. But the competition's going to be there, right? But for all of these. And and there's so much on the line for all of these nations, whether we're talking about the She Believes or the Arnold Clark or the Revelations or the Cup of Nations or even the Tenor de France, because these nations are going to the World Cup. And the ones that aren't, right? There's at least one nation in all of these tournaments that aren't, they're looking to prove to themselves. They're looking to prove to their nation, to their federation that they can do this because the quick turnaround from four years between World Cups is just rapid, rapid. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what these nations are looking to prove. And they've got to stay on top of it. They've got to stay tough and, and fit. And hey, when it, it comes down to it, if you're a team that can say, hey, I beat France or whoever you beat, and then they go on to kind of excel in the World Cup. It looks much better on you, right? It comes all back to that. Um, But I'm excited about this one. I think France is going to be a top dog, top powerhouse, hosting it and just looking at the competition between Uruguay, Norway, and and Denmark in this one.
2: Yeah, I think if you're um, a team like Uruguay, like you mentioned, a team that's kind of sticking out as – a nation that's Mm -hmm. not going to the world cup, but also this is a nation that has to, um, you know, we talk a lot about different programs and different regions of the globe and how those teams can look like if they had more support or more resources. So I'm looking for a team like Erdogan to get kind of get into, you know, tournaments like this and try to really get a lot of experience out of those and try to piece Mm -hmm. together, like just strong 90 minute performances. I think those are the things that programs like that are looking, um, to maybe accomplish in, in windows like this. And they're definitely going to have to try to game plan for a Denmark or Norway and a France. Oh, yeah. uh, that's not, that's those aren't the only ones. I know we've, we've taken a couple deep dives on, on, on some of these round Robin style tournaments. We, again, we have a segment out there about Arnold Clark cup. We've got a preview coming up for you as she believes cup. Uh, and we're, we've taken uh, some looks on this episode at cup of nations already. We've chatted about revelation cup. And right now, uh, to know uh, de France, but you know, there's there's a lot of other things that are happening during this part- uh, particular uh, week of time. Uh, the Pinnatar Cup is taking place. It's going to feature Iceland, Philippines, Scotland, and Wales. Philippines are going to be debutantes at the 2023 World yeah. Cup, so this is going to be a unique opportunity for them. There's also the Cyprus women's cup that is taking place during this window of time, featuring Croatia, Finland, Hungary, and Romania. And then there's also the epic Alanya women's tournament, which has a number of world cup teams sprinkled within there. That's going to be hosted by um, uh, Turkey. Although we're still awaiting some, some updates on that. Uh, of course our, you know, our thoughts and prayers are out there. It's a, uh, Terrible scenes that we're witnessing mm-hmm. out there. But Uzbekistan, Slovenia, Venezuela, Zambia, and South Africa are the two World Cup teams that are supposed to participate in this tournament. Um, and the other remaining teams that are going to participate in it are Jordan, Hong Kong, Estonia, North Macedonia, uh, Kosovo, and Bulgaria. So a plethora of teams involved yeah, a lot. in this particular tournament, but within them, two African nations that will participate in the upcoming 2023 World Cup. So while we're taking a couple deep dives in some of these other tournaments, there are some um, other competitions that will take place as well. Um, but one of the things that we did want to take a deep dive on outside of these Very specific round robin style, um, windows is the inter confederation playoff that is going to take place during this official February window as well. And we've got 10 teams that are vying for three final spots in the World Cup. There are three groups that are still awaiting the team, the fourth team in those groups that includes group E with the United States women's national team. Right now it's the United States, Netherlands and Vietnam. They're awaiting the winner of Portugal, Cameroon and Thailand. One of those three nations will join up in group E Uh, group a playoff are those three teams. Portugal, Cameroon, Thailand. We've got Group B featuring Chile, Senegal, and Haiti. And then we've got a Group C playoff with four teams, Chinese, Taipei, Papua New Guinea, Paraguay, and Panama. So, Lisa, I I want to ask you, we are, listen, yeah. we come here with full CONCACAF hearts every time we talk we about international windows on Attacking Third. When you're looking at these groups Each A, B, or C, is there someone that you're looking at as sort of a clear favorite to exit these groups?
0: Um, I honestly, no, there's not one nation that I'm like, yes, like you're going to go all the way because I think the competition at this point is really, really tight and really tough. I think Portugal, when I look at the, um, group A, I think they're a nation. I might say, Hey, you you might have a higher chance of getting out, right? They are the top seed in this one. But as you mentioned, the CONCACAF, like I have a very soft spot in my heart for Haiti. This is a team that during the qualification, the qualifiers were unstoppable, scoring goals, keeping shutouts. They had a 44-plus goal differential. I will never get over that. Haiti was so, so impressive to watch. But they're going up against Chile, who's the top seed in that Group B um, playoff group that we're looking at. I, I think that the competition against Senegal as well is going to be really tough. I mean, these are some really good teams coming into this. I, I, if anything, I think Portugal might be one team that'll give a lot of other teams a, a bit of a run for their money. But the craziest thing is there are 10 teams competing in this for only three spots, six confederations competing in this for three spots. Um massive and and we talked about how in cup of nations it's a, a nice opportunity for some nations to play where they will be playing in the world cup same goes for this interconfederation tournament because um it's going to be happening happening in New Zealand in two different World Cup venues. So some travel for these teams heading back and forth in New Zealand. But when you kind of look at how it's broken down by confederation, um, UEFA only has Portugal. Um, Oceana only has Papua New Guinea. But all the other ones have two, whether it's Asia and Chinese Taipei and Thailand, Africa with Cameroon and Senegal. CONCACAF, right, has Haiti and Panama, and then Bowl with Chile and Paraguay. These are nations that, like, they're they're looking to prove themselves. This is their opportunity. You just got to win your group, right? Win your group it's and simple. you get through. <laughs> it's so simple. It just sounds so simple when yeah. we put it like that. And, of course, it's not. It, of course, it's not. What about you? When you look at these, whether it's your top seeds in Portugal, Chile, Chile, um, when you you're looking at them is there anyone in particular that you're like yeah you could come out on top you you've got a spot you've got one of the spots secured
2: yeah. look am my look am i I'm not going to come on here and act like I'm not going to to be you know wide-eyed and f- full of joy to see uh, a possibility of of multiple CONCACAF <laughs> nations in the World Cup depending on how these interconfederation playoffs go um I don't know if I want to see uh, you know, a team like Haiti in the World Cup if I'm the opposition. But I know Sandra needs to see it. I would love to see it. I want to see Haiti in the 2023 World Cup so badly. Um, but looking at these, I think it's also maybe important for us to kind of talk about like the, the breakdown of, of the of the inter-confederation right. playoffs. So, like it's a little bit different than what we've been chatting about with some of these other competitions. They're, we were talking about how they're the round robin style tournaments, right? There's going to be three games across the board with a lot of these teams, they will have them with a couple, maybe a day or a half or two in between yeah. those matches. This one is already going to be, it's going to be like the format of like a semi-final game and then a final match. So it's like each right. team, like not every team is going to play each other, you know? So it's, it's, it's interesting in that sense. It's like you, it's, it's a must win scenario for the two stages of the team uh, that you're getting through. So for example, like with, I know a lot of folks are maybe keeping an eye on Group A with Portugal, Thailand, and Cameroon. Well, Portugal already has a direct buy to that final match, so they're only yeah, going to play one one match. So Cameroon and Thailand are going to play in a semifinal to face Cam- to, to face Portugal in that final yeah. match, and the winner of that match wins the group. You know, and yep. same thing with, with, uh, with Group B. Chile, Chile based on rankings, FIFA, they're already waiting for oh, the winner of Senegal and Haiti. So, whoever is the winner of Senegal and Haiti in that semifinal is going to face Chile in that final, and the winner of that final will be the winner of uh, of group B. So then it's a little bit different with group C with the four teams, there is going to be like a final four semi, um, a semi-final kind of playoff. And then those two winners will face each other. So it's very interesting to sort of take a it look is, at yeah. how this is going to like, you know, how this is going to kind of pan out. Um, But I think when you're looking at group A, you're looking at a team like Portugal, uh, which is funny because you look at who else is in there. Thailand at this point has had some experience already as, um, you know, a program that has featured in the world cup. Um, and then you have Cameroon that has the same scenario. They, they are not strangers to participating in a world cup. So I do think of these three teams of these three groups, this might be one of the stronger of the pool of teams. Um, yeah. but I do see, I do have Portugal coming out of, of group a, listen, group B, I'm going all in. Uh, I want Haiti to, to win group B. And then uh, when I'm looking um, when I'm looking at group C, I, listen Chinese Taipei. When we were uh covering yeah. The, the yeah, the the women's Asian Cup, they definitely surprised me in a lot of different uh areas. So I think they could absolutely like play spoiler in this one. But look, I want to see um Panama come out of of group C. So hopefully, uh, we get uh not just one but two CONCACAF nations coming out of this one. Um, it's possible. But I
0: possible for sure it, like it
2: is. it is possible i do think that these uh, of all of the matches that are taking place during this window of time i think you can go through each one and find a lot of intriguing angles and storylines to take a look at right but this one the inter-confederation cute. playoff is the one that has massive stakes on the oh line. completely so, completely and, and, and it's then be, it's gonna be quite quite the tournament
0: it is. And so the winners of each of the groups, right, move on. And I know that the favorites, of course, are, are the top seeds, according to FIFA, are Portugal and Chile. And that's why they get a, a kind of like a, a first round bye in this inter confederation tournament. But when you look yeah. at that group C with the four teams, that's like, uh, yes, of course, like I'm going to be watching group A, I'm going to be watching group B, and I'm going to be watching group C. But when I'm looking at group C, like we get to get, three matches out of this group because it's almost like a semifinal round and then you move on. So I'm I'm excited to see that and kind of excited to see the difference in, in competition from the first game to the second game throughout that group C, but there is definitely a lot on the line. I mean, when you look at the overall uh World Cup draw, there are a lot of implications and for those that are watching us and listening to us for our the US content, this is where the United States finds out who who their third competition is in group E. It's that group, a playoff winner yeah. uh, with Portugal, Cameroon and Thailand, Portugal being the top seed, the favorite in that group, um, it, our favorite as well. You and I, we both picked Portugal to, to be the ones to get out of that group. A. but you also look at group D in the world cup, the, Group B playoff winner, so that'll be Chile, Senegal, or Haiti, jumping into Group D with England, Denmark, and China PR, um, and then the last one in Group F already has France, Jamaica, and Brazil, so they could see Chinese Taipei, Papua New Guinea, Paraguay, or Panama jumping into uh, that group of death
2: i'm gonna call it a little a bit chaotic group. i just i'm like i'm listening to you i'm listening to you read off and rattle off these these world cup groups as they currently stand and then i'm I, of course we're doing this as the show so i'm also looking at the visual and i'm just like gosh like some of these groups yeah even just with the three teams already have the opportunity to get even a little more chaotic so we'll, we'll see it, again it's I don't want to say it's going to be more exciting than what we experienced and covered in uh, July 2022. But I do feel like it's going to be a little bit more intense because it's not in this sort of month long kind of two week to (laughs) three week long kind of energy. We've just got this one week of time, this one window of time, and there's going to be all of these games happening all at once. So it's going to be in that sense a little bit more chaotic in terms of the energy that's out there. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Lisa's here for Attacking Third is here for it. Watch these games when and where you can, because you know that the two of us are going to be right back here chatting about all of the results and everything that took place during this time. But that's all we've got for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, and listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you watch us too. You can subscribe on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Leave those comments, we want to hear from you. For Sandra and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Thursday
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better